Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's that time of the week again, the rugby league rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL tour. And here we are on a Monday. Bit of a different setup this week, but a bit like last week. Um, changing circumstances and things that are going on. So we'll be knocking this one out without the lineups and a bit more information. But it is what it is. So here we are. 22 rounds in the book box head. Getting closer to that pointy end. Couple of results on the weekend. Keeping that log jam alive, certainly at the bottom of the ladder. Yeah, I, yeah there was only... <clears throat> yeah, it was a couple of good games, a couple of blowouts. I think there's a yeah, a little bit of disparity starting starting to develop. So mm. yeah, I guess <clears throat> there's a few teams that clearly can't make it that are probably waning a little bit in motivation at the moment, but that'll kick back in once they see the end of the, the season coming and they can play spoiler a little bit. Uh and there's also just some teams in the middle of the table there who are you can see that the pressure's starting to mount. They're floundering a bit. And yeah, there's some teams that are really kicking on. And some teams that are, you know, having to take different mindsets into games and struggling with it. Like, I thought Newcastle are sort of thriving on that. You know, we need to win, throwing a bit of caution to the wind because they're not actually in the eight. And then you see a team like the Cowboys who have thrown caution to the wind, they've played loose footy, and then they drop a game that no one would have expected them to, to drop yesterday. So there's yeah, there's going to be so many twists and turns left in it, and that's probably the part of it that's exciting me. I look at Penrith and I just think I'm not sure if anyone's going to be able to beat them, but I guess that's a conversation that we can have in a month's time once the finals sort of come around the corner and, and kick into gear. I think the you know where we're going to get the most enjoyment, particularly in the next five weeks, is just seeing all those teams vie for not only top eight but top four. Mm. Uh, Penrith may be too good, but there's going to be certainly a lot of yeah, uh, well, enjoyment along the way. We're going to see if the Warriors can land in the top four. Uh, you've got the Storm sort of on the border there. We're going to see what Brisbane do. Can they close it out and lock in a top two spot? Can South warm up? Um, it's obviously been a lean period. It wasn't the greatest effort the other night, but it was a win nonetheless. Like, will they start getting back into gear now after that flat period and that origin period? There's a couple there. I think the bigger, right, bigger two to sort of look at right now is can the Eels arrest things with Dylan Brown back in the mix or can the Sharks turn it around because they just look an absolute shell of themselves and I tend to think the injury to Will Kennedy on the weekend is probably the worst thing that could have possibly happened to him yeah people, I know people talk about Nico or these sort of guys but everything that happens with their attack involves Will Kennedy whether it's the running sweeping both sides of the fields linking playing like his kick returns he is a massively underrated factor in that team yeah they got good replacements don't get me wrong but I think Will Kennedy's going to be a bigger out than what most people understand for the way they like to play well, particularly yeah, when you need to win games, yeah. So I think that, uh, I don't want to say it's the death blow, but I think that's a pretty bloody significant blow, especially if, you know, there's not a time period yet as far as I know, but 
he pulled up five minutes in with a hamstring. It's never good. Yeah. Um, and those sort of things at least tend to be a couple of weeks to a month if that's sort of what they're looking at with the situation they're in right now. Yeah, it's getting real desperate. Yeah, so, it is. <clears throat> uh, this show brought to you by Bluebet. If you get a bet with anyone, make sure you do it with bluebet.com.au, the true blue bookie who support us in our charity. Download the app today or visit the website. I went on the Cowboys bandwagon. It's been winning the last few weeks. Had a bit of success with it, but not this week. As we said, I think that was five or six in a row, and that's come to an end. So no winner. Uh, remaining on $1,060. So hopefully pick up a winner sometime this week, and we'll jump straight into our power rankings. Brought to you by the Penrith Solar Center, 1800-2029-30.penrithsolar.com.au. Visit Jake and the crew there <laughs> for quality solar solutions to help you, your family, and your back pocket. No surprise who number one is. We just said it before. Penrith at the moment, uh, pretty much out on their own, I'd say. And that's no knock to Brisbane, who I've got in number two, but anyone still referring back to round one, um, I'd think that's a bad point of reference. Well, yeah, and it was a two field goal game. Field goal game, <laughs> and Brisbane had a lot of guys that didn't really travel over. I know that a handful, but Haas missed the World Cup. Reynolds missed the World Cup. Man, a lot of those guys didn't go. Penrith had a huge representation across their whole squad. Yeah. No preseason. Like, I basically just put a pen through the first six to eight weeks of Penrith. This is real Penrith right now. Uh, but Brisbane, I think similarly at the moment, probably sitting number two pretty comfortably. Um, I've left the Warriors at three. They had the week off, but I'm happy to leave them there right now. Yeah, I'll bump the Storm up to three. <clears throat> well, I left. And we've got Warriors at four. Yep. Well, I left Souths at four despite their result. I think they're going to warm up nicely. Yeah. Um, and I've got the Storm at five. I know it was a, a good result, but at the moment we tend to beat teams that they probably should beat. I know some would say the Newcastle side of things, but I actually think they're in pretty good form. But um, some of the bigger games this year, and we've blown a couple of big leads. Like Bell- Bellamy, I've actually, he's always been blunt, but I've really enjoyed some of his press conferences this year. Mm. Like he's certainly not holding back just because it's a new group or a bit of turnover. Yeah, I've got and the Rabbitohs at five. <laughs> uh, I've got the Cowboys at six now after that drop. They're yeah, still... me too. The results around them were in their favour and their form overall has obviously been better than those around them. So I'll leave them there for now. Yeah. I've dropped the Raiders to seven. I uh, put the Knights in. They beat the Raiders on the weekend. Smacked the Raiders, to be fair. Mm. Uh, so I put the I got the Knights in at seven, and I've got the Raiders rounding it out at eight. Yeah, well, I've got the Knights in at eight, and I dropped the Eels out. I know they're in technically at the moment, but ten wins with no game in hand. You got Newcastle with nine in the what draw. Do you mean they're in technically on the ladder. They're eleventh. Yeah, but that's with the boys. Like the Sharks are still in the eight. They're not in the eight. Yeah, okay. That's why I hate the boys. They're stupid. Hmm. It rounds out with the 11s, doesn't it? From what I looked at, I remember. No, this one doesn't have um, wins and losses on it. Didn't someone send us a photo the other day saying they were going to include all the boys? Well, they should. Because when I looked at it, I was like, why is Cronulla still in on 10 wins? I don't know, man. <clears throat> yeah, no, they haven't. All the boys are still all over the shop. They're nupties. Yeah, so at the moment... Cronulla and Parramatta on 10. You should just be able to click wins. Like the, you used to be able to click the top of the column and it'd go most to least or least to most. Yeah, because like, looking That's at this again, way to do Brisbane it. are technically <clears throat> first, but Penrith have a game in hand. And then you've got Warriors and Storm on 12. Well, it's Bri- Brisbane and Penrith are almost like done, top two. Yeah, basically. <clears throat> yeah. Storm, they've Warriors. But yeah, they've both got a game in hand. Um, 11, 11. No, yeah, no, you're, oh, I think you're wrong. I think Parramatta are out. Parramatta are ninth. Yeah. Sharks are holding on to eighth, barely. 
But the two draw teams are sitting right behind right now. Yeah, one win away. Go on, so, by 12 points difference in four and against. Parramatta getting smacked the other night, put them out of the eight. So, Sharks are just holding on. But, yeah, my bad, but the boys... No, it's not your bad. It doesn't matter. The boys have still messed it up visually. I thought, no way they're, they're in the eight. But, yeah, you're right. If you're looking at Brisbane right now, if you're three clear of third with only four games in hand, they're not dropping that. No, They'd literally have to lose every game and the Warriors win out or Storm win out to steal a top two spot. So you yeah. can basically pick them in for a prelim. Oh, sorry, not a prelim. Week one at home at Suncorp at this point in time. Yeah. Um, Penrith, I'd assume, similar deal, depending on what happens with this week with Melbourne. If they beat Melbourne this week, they basically book themselves in as well because it's in a similar position. They've got an extra game in hand. They're already hit that sort of marker. The only one who can chase them down is the Warriors, but then again, they're going to have to almost lose every game and win out. Yeah. So they can almost assure the top two teams just matter of opposition. So big week this week um, for Penrith playing up against the Storm. Um, but there you go. That wraps up the power rankings. Thanks to Penrith, Osolos, and Jake and the crew there. Get in contact or go visit the showroom 138 Bats Group in Jemison Town. Uh, any talking points? Again, we'll roll into any of the reviews of the games from this weekend. Brought to you by Sinclair Hyundai. Well, SinclairHyundai.com.au. Toby and the team there at Sinclair Hyundai Penrith. He's a good egg, corner of York Road and Bat Street. You can't miss it. You've got the netball courts and the fence up there. Um, you go see him, get yourself into a Kona or a Veloster or a Tucson, Santa Fe. Plenty of those names. Jiu-Jitsu. Mm. Put him in an armbar. <clears throat> Give him a karate chop. Good man, Toby. Good man. Uh, let's start off Broncos Roosters. This is one of those ones, again, where you look at some teams on the week-to-week and understand why they are where they are. Last week, they looked like absolute world beaters against the Titans, and we said as much, we'll wait and see what that actually turns into, and it was just a big pile of nothing. They didn't look like scoring, and Trent Robinson said as, as much himself. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, exactly right. It, it was a nice moment to see Tupo <laughs> break that record, but overall, they were frustrating to me. Um, They've been frustrating all year. A, a lot of what was good the week before went away. Anytime they seemed to have had a positive moment or a good period, they shot themselves in the foot. I just the one thing that really kills me about a lot of teams, but they're an absolute fame for it. Just penalties out of yardage. Anytime you feel like you're getting on top and you just shoot yourself in the foot yeah. and go, here you go, roll out. They did that that many times with Brisbane and just invited. I'm them. sick of people saying, oh, you know, the Roosters roster, the Roosters this. The, the Roosters have been this team all year. So I don't know why in round 22 we're still surprised by what they are. They are what they are. They're not going to make the eight. They're not going to play finals. They're not going on a run. They've got the same issues that caused them issues at the back end of last year, which is what you just alluded to, discipline. Errors, I think their attack is stale, and it's as simple as that. <clears throat> I think they've got a lot of ageing players there. I think they've got players who are on the downhill dip, not on the uphill dip. Well, I said as much about so as much as I love. Losing Sam Walker, like that, that's been massive for them. They don't really have a legitimate seven there. Like Sandon Smith, he's learning in first grade. He's not... Well, it's, it's he's not the, a guy that's going to win your first grade games, and nor should he be. It's the worst. It's the worst time for him to come in, really, 100%. because he's playing with a bunch of guys that are low on confidence and not playing. Yeah, well. Like Luke Keery's still a first grader, he's still a good player, but he's he's not what he was. Tedesco's not what he was. At, at least if he he's he's either injured, yeah, or he's taking a dip. He's probably the only Rory one. Hargreaves isn't what he was. Brandon Smith has been a shell of what he was in Melbourne. You, you know the sadder part. I actually still think Jared's been leading the middles. That's the part. I that know scares that, me. but he's not what he no, was. No, I know that, but that's the part that scares me about their forward. You know? That's so really I, I I find it frustrating the chat around Brisbane, uh, chat around the Roosters, and that's no disrespect to the Roosters because they're a fantastic club, and they were 
probably the team of the twenty the twenty tens. You know, along with Melbourne, but yeah, that they need uh not they don't need a uh they don't need to hit full flush, but they probably need to hit half a half flush. They need a, a bit of a rinse of their roster, I think. Well, we're, a bit of we a already rinse know of, of of how they want to play, or they need to completely think about how they want to want to play with that roster because. Mm. The game's changed and their roster is aging, so they need to adapt. Well, it's a bit like, again, buying cheese and saying, well, you can do this, this, and this because you're like the whole... Well, he's got no deception. We make it all work. It's like, well, you don't always make it all he's work. He's a runner. Tedesco's a runner. Kiri's a runner. Verrill suited what they did much better. And you play you play a style of attack which is relying on deception and structure. and oh, It just yeah. confuses the fuck out of me when I watch them. Anyway. Mm. But yeah. Brisbane, on the other hand, they know who they are. They're young, they're athletic, they're fast. Uh, you know, they're, they're like a 17-year-old teenager. They've got some periods there where they just fall off the boil, but um, they're raw, they're dangerous, and they're a team, I think, if they if everything goes right for them in a game, they could beat Penrith. Well, simple like we spoke about before. We'll see in the finals whether they can get we into will. a yeah, cycle, stay patient, not get frustrated. Or, or they just go out and play a completely different game. Because they're, they're two... What I like about the Penrith-Brisbane matchup is they're two completely different teams. Mm. Completely different styles. Yeah. And it's going to be... it's And that's what I really like. And that's... I, I really like Warriors-Penrith for that reason as well. Just sort of completely different styles. I, I love that. So that they're... And, and South as well. Like they're probably the teams that I really want to see kick on. Cowboys are another one, different style. Mm. Well, how will it hold up against Penrith in the finals? We're going to find out. Mm. <laughs> but again, sixty-six percent completions, fourteen errors, forty-five. Misses. I, don't, I don't care about the numbers. You, like you said before, you can just watch it and go. Oh, it's frustrating. They're not as good as them. But like you said, just discipline and, and simple clear. things at times. I'm like you just don't give yourself a chance anyway. Whatever. But again, that's been all year. Whatever it is you're looking to do, um, Egan, that KO. To be honest, I have a problem. Did you see that tackle? Yeah. I have more of a problem with that tackle than some of the ones in the game. When you trap the arm and have a guy's head and drive him into the ground, like you hit chest and drive somebody or an arm sort of pin and they hit their head, but that one where you sort of trap up and drive in the ground. And deliberately drive him. Yeah. I watched that I, one I, in the replay. I think that's one of them. That's like a player code one. Like, yeah, well, no, no offense to any Brisbane fan who probably sit here right now and probably lose their shit. I'm like, if Jared does that, He'll get fucking bid. Yeah, but don't say that. that like that's you're never gonna know. That's hypothetical. Mm. It's the same argument as consistency. I like, sort of looked at it. I was more like you just said. I'm like more from a player thing. Like if you got the round the head there, I don't care who it is, what team they play for. You just shouldn't do it. Yeah. And I don't think Reynolds because is, players are looking at that going, that's a fucking dog shot. I don't think Reynolds is a dirty player, but I still looked at that. I'm like that one on replay. Like those. No, ones, it didn't look good. I agree. I didn't like it either. You trap the arm. That's fine. But when it's like the arm and head, and there's three in, and you drive over the top, I'm like, yeah, okay. That's I'm not I'm not really big on that one, but yeah. Other than that, they were pretty dominant. They also had their periods like they do where they make errors, throw the ball to the side on this, that, and the other. But a couple of times on play five, Herbie basically been untouched by five people. Um, the kick for Mam early on, and Teddy was caught in the line, smart by Walsh. He had his moments again with his passing to Cobo. Uh, they were just pretty in control. And on the flip of saying that, where I just mentioned Jared, I thought Jared was lucky not to get binned for the shot on Haas. Again, we talk about some of the ones yeah. where they're like, that's forceful and direct to the head. I'm like, that was pretty forceful. I know he sort of dipped a little bit, but hmm. uh, I don't know. I watched that one a little bit, and I'm pretty cool with most of the big boy shots, but I'm like, yeah, I don't know, Jared. Yeah. I think you're a little bit lucky in that occasion, but he stayed on. Yeah, But yeah, moments like that, summing up the five-man miss, and then 
they score that try and then off the kickoff, Brandon Smith comes out and short side slams someone and they score straight off that. I'm like, that just pretty much sums you guys up. That's yeah. really their whole year right there in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, bar the Tupo history-making moment, 141 tries, now the leader for that club and such an unsung part of what has been the Roosters for the past decade. What a player he's been. Yeah. Just goes about his business, has his 15 to 20 carries, reliable finisher, good on the high ball. He's just a good player. He is. But yeah, I so, sort of thought it's not one of those nights where, unfortunately for him, you really look at it and it's such a big piece of history where you probably look at it and go, oh, yeah, we got lapped at the Gabba and we played pretty poor. Yeah, they did. That's uh, right. But yeah, I thought, you know, a couple of guys, except for Jared, probably one of their better players, which is the scary part because he is aging right now. Uh, and then, yeah, for the Broncos, Walsh carrying in that edge roll, got his first meat pie. Plenty of excitement there. The halves, man, Reynolds, Walsh, Herbie, they all did their job. And they've still got a couple of guys to come back in the mix. So it's good for them. We move on. South Tigers, uh, certainly ugly, but not surprised, I guess, by South. Like, I'm, I'm looking at South here going, all right, I'm expecting a bit of a slow burn over the next few weeks and to get a couple of wins and sort of get themselves going again because the origin period and that eight weeks for them was hugely disruptive. Hugely disruptive. Well, it was, yeah. It's probably going to cost them a top four spot. And Demetrio pretty much admitted as much in the campaign like we thought that Latrell's been good to go for a few weeks. They've just decided to top him up a training rather than throw him back in the mix. Yeah. So they've literally held a few guys out and taken that risk, which will probably cost them top four. But in watching this, I'm like, it's clunky, but he got through the game. He was destructive without being brilliant, but he got to the 80. Cody even had one of those nights where nothing was sort of sticking and it was off, but I was like, you know what? They won. Um, they're probably not that worried about home finals anyway because nah. grand finals at Acor <clears throat> you know if they've got to play Brisbane at Suncorp that's not ideal in they've the, already in been prelim. up there but if they play Penrith at Acor then that's their home ground anyway mm. like a lot of those games are going to be at the big stadium if it's in at Allianz like they won they beat the Roosters at Allianz last year I think home field really worries them like you obviously don't really want to go to Canberra you don't want to go to New Zealand like there's a few there that you go, shit, like I don't, I don't really want to play there in a final, North Queensland. But yeah, if they're Sydney-based, I don't think anyone in Sydney is going to hold any fear in regards well, to The scary period. part is, for as bad as that period's been, they're still only one off the top four. That's right. So yeah. the next few weeks, if they do the right things and they jag a couple of wins, who knows? But for them, like I think, and we sort of said this other week, for South, I sort of still have that feel that they almost feel like, mate, we could win from the bottom half if we want to, which well, is they could. one of the things that worry about South sometimes is just a little bit of overconfidence. Yeah. What you want to see is the attack obviously get back to where it was, but you want to see that defense we saw the first eight to ten weeks. Yeah. Because that was the first time we looked at that and we sort of gave them that tick of approval to say they're not just going to get into a shootout and try and blow you off the park. They've proved that they can play both sides of the field, play a middle game, play a defensive game. Like they showed more facets to their game other than that team that just blows you off the park yeah. and plays heavy left side. Um, I, I really liked a lot of what Demetrio said after this one. He got stuck into the media for the stuff about, you know, Ilias and then one of the journals that had come this week. Oh, I got it from a pretty good source. It's like, what source? Like, he's not he was going to get dropped. Gonna he's get, not going to give up his source. He was going to get dropped just because Latrell might have not played. Like, who are they going to play? They're going to put Taffin, who's going to dogs. Or are they going to put Dean Hawkins in who they haven't played all year after they've just given this kid like a three-year extension? Hmm. And then he said as much. Last week, no points got scored down his edge. He had a hand in both our tries and what, he didn't kick the ball. So we're just going to read into that. They also made a thousand errors. So, well, I don't, you're talking, I quite you're talking to me like I'm, I'm the man. No, so, yeah, I just quite enjoyed it afterwards. I'm like, and said as much, you know, if you've got a problem or you want to know, just call me. I'll tell you. Got nothing to hide. Um, but yeah, I thought he played well. Good bounce back. 
had his hand in a couple of things, cleaned up. They got his running game going. Uh, Colin Matungi last week, who passed too much, got run it. Like, they're just better when everyone's just doing their job. Yeah. Arrow did his job. Murray did his job. There were still errors. It wasn't good that it got to 2018, but as we see from South, they got in that ugly position, then they sort of blew them off the park again and finished it off. Yeah. Tigers. Yeah, look, it's two points. South needed two points. Simple. Tigers are good in patches, but they're just, yeah. they can't play consistent enough footy across 80 to beat most teams. No. And again, I think big difference getting Brooks back in with Arpy. Some of the short side raids had some nice moments themselves in attack. Um, Arpy's competitiveness and his craft around Dummy Arthur thought he had a really good game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like you said, those cons- patches of consistency and other guys and what they dish up. It's not enough. Really, really enjoyed again. Like you got to take the small wins out of this. Been talking about Tupac a lot across the year, but to see him center, you know, and playing that role again, saw some real positives. It's sort of those guys you got to look to and go, that's that's a positive. The thing about the Tigers is they're not bad, but they're bad across eighty. Yeah, hundred <clears throat> percent. So. And, you know, people might go, well, what the fuck are you talking about? But you can see patches of footy there where you go, yeah. they get it. They know how to do it. Yeah. They just don't know how to do it for long periods of time. Or individual and that's talent. Young, like, yeah, young you team see... that hasn't yet gelled. They're missing some, obviously, quality key position yeah. players. Minutes, NRL pre-seas, all that stuff. So two years of Buller, two years of Bolo, two years of all yeah, those guys. Are you going to get the organisational patience and for that's, that to... That's the problem we have fruition. with the Tigers consistently is... Mm-hmm. Holding on to that, settling on a spider. Now we look at the situation, like we said. First, they didn't want their halfback. Now they can't find a halfback. So, for all the time they've shat on Brooks, well, now they're sitting there rubbing their heads and going, oh, well, fuck, this isn't really great. And he's heading to Manly to play with DC. <clears throat> so, yeah. even on that side of things, they've, they've got a tick of approval from Arpy, which is good. Buller looks like he's a good long term prospect, but the half situation's no clearer. They've got some good young individual talent, but it's unfortunately not going to come together overnight. Yeah. So you got to take the little wins and then, like we said the other <laughs> week, when you hear all this stuff that you've been hearing that was supposed to be a five-year plan that could be blown up in less than 12 months, that's just the Tigers, unfortunately. So Exactly. Yeah. A bit more to play out in that regard. I did enjoy one from a man hoops the other day. Centre of excellence has been more a centre of mediocrity at this point in time. <laughs> I was just like, uh, he's, even though he's a member of the club too. Yeah. Just shows, you know, where the feelings are at sometimes, but... Yeah, for South, same similar deal. Like it's it's hard to read too much, you know. But they've ticked that box. They move on to the Sharks this week with a bunch of injuries. I expect them to do similar again, go up another step. Uh, but I, I think they're a bit more like a Melbourne Cup horse this year. I don't think they're looking to start putting fifties on or just kick right now. I think they're trying to time their run nicely. Of course, and yeah, of getting course. the bodies back onto the field. <clears throat> they're sort of that one I'm looking at if they fall in the bottom half, or I'm like that. That is one of the first real chances where I think if them and the Cowboys. You know, sort of stay the course. I know they had a bad week this week after having to be up for five or six weeks post origin. But if say two of those drop into the bottom end, um, that at least gives us a bit of a wild card fact that we haven't had in a while. But yeah. we'll see how that one plays out. But we move on from that game. Storm Eels forty six sixteen. This was pretty disappointing. Uh, I think Arthur pretty much summed it up with his favourite word, physicality, and being physical that they. Mm. Weren't there in that regard. Melbourne just bullied him, particularly just shat all over that right edge where they ran. Harry and Hughes had an absolute field day, just playing flat and fast up on the advantage line. They got in behind the ruck. They manipulated the ruck. He pulled him back inside, ran through himself. He pushed on a run with Hughes. like They just constantly probed at that part of the field. and The misses, to be honest, were quite poor, but... <clears throat> yeah, the, they, goal, the goal line stuff was what really got me. They, they were so flat 50. on their goal line. 
It's inexcusable. Mm. But yeah, I, I've, I've put a pen through Farrah. Well, similar deal. I can only call it out Brown, sort of like he's got a lot to make up for to prove to his teammates at this point in time, but their draw... Is he back this week? Yeah, Dragons. So they've got a decent option this week, but their draw overall after that, it's not easy. I think they've got Roosters, Penrith, Broncos. So even if they win two, then you rely on for and against, probably. Yeah, and Penrith Broncos resting, maybe. And then you look at another game like that where you go, all right, you just caught 40. So you've sort of pulled yourself into that mix. Yeah. Um, and then around them, you know, Raiders, South, I'm like, okay, a couple of those I'll probably look at and they'll get a few more wins. Raiders are probably the one with for and against that I have to really worry, but if they get a couple more wins, they won't. But, yeah, that log jam there. And then you look at a Newcastle who are streaking up now and, their differential is better. Like, if they keep going the way they are, we said the big tick was to get Canberra this week, which they did. Yeah. Um, they're moving into the better oh, part of it. wasn't that. We, we said, we'll take it seriously once yeah. you do that. We go down and beat a finals team at their, their home ground. And in they our did. power rankings, yeah. And now, well, Not like only said, beat them, they demolished them. Oh, yeah. And the draw is no guarantee, but they certainly move into a better part of their draw. So now it's in their hands yeah. to do that job. So, um, but yeah, I think overall for Parramatta... <laughs> It was just disappointing full stop. But defensively, there was just a real lack of intent. He got like Harry and Hughes together. Realistically, that those first three defenders, in particular that right edge and some of the ruck misses, were horrible. Yeah, it was really simple stuff. And then the real cherry on top was the Munster misses at the end. He was barely in a jog when he was skipping around and twisting and making blokes miss him, and he ran in for that try. Yeah. Um, but I, I must admit, I had my doubts again on some of the guys, but. He got again. He got the response he wanted. He punted Olam. He had a couple of injuries. Seve did a real good job. Young did a good job. Tepai Marawa. He gave him a bit of rap in the press comments. More that the only reason he hasn't played is because he said every time he puts three or four good games together, he's been injured. Hmm. But he made a real good impact off the bench. He, he yeah. laid two of the play the balls that led to Harry and Hughes linking up on some of those plays. Yeah, so, kept his job simple, and um, that's the sort of stuff I think we've really lacked this year is that extra middle. So if he can stay healthy, and you get Nelson Welch. Tui and sort of him and have a decent four plus Tarrant once he's back. Like, that's the one thing I thought's really missed from them. Um, but one of those weeks where King, Izo, McDonald, all the dudes that he got in that you sort of look at, eh, they just did a job. Yeah. But Harry and Hughes really had a field day. Hughes in particular, it was his best game of the year. Absolutely. And that combo with Katara, which was built nicely, he started off the bench. I think he played about 60. That linked back up straight away. He was really comfortable and confident near the back end before he got hurt, linking up with him, using him as that lead. And that built confidence in his running game because you look outside, he's quite an imposing figure. Good man to have there on your outside shoulder. Um, <laughs> it got him playing real direct. And when Hughes is running, Munster's running, Harry's running, good things happen for the Storm. Absolutely. Uh, interesting about Pappenhausen. They're saying maybe this week, Q Cup. Yeah. So, well, there's no way I'd be playing him in Q Cup. Yeah, well, like I said, I'm not a physio or an exercise physiologist, but he hasn't played footy in 13 months. Don't care. Belly said as much that Don't he's care. played no football. He will not be coming back into the NRL. We, like, we needed to see him play football full stop. But coming back into the NRL and training with the NRL and doing the oppose with the NRL is like playing in the NRL. Yeah. Well, I, there's no way I'd be putting him in Q-Cup. That, that's... I. Yeah. Watching a lot of the Q-Cup, even compared to the New South Wales Cup, there's yeah, no way. Mm-hmm. It's far too good for that level. Yeah, I guess just off the level of injury and no football. Yeah, like, like that's they're, the they're, they're like, man, I'm not going to no, the storm. I'm just saying, like, there's again, no way I'll be We doing obviously that. got no inside mind. Anything is still the thought I had before. I'd put him on the bench and just give him 10, 20 minutes a week. If that's I, I honestly saying. think that might be their plan, but I just think they're going to have a look for a week or two to see if it's even worth really running him like this year. I know he's back to that point, but where his head's at. Why like, would you do it in the Queensland Cup? 
This doesn't make any sense. But you're not going to drop Meany, throw him in, and give him 80 minutes of NRL. You don't have to drop Meany. No, but my point, you're not going to throw him to start fullback in the NRL after 13 months off. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. So I said put him on the bench. Watch him play football. What are they going to go put him back and start him and kick up? Probably. Because that's ridiculous as well. Because I think for that level. That, yeah, so or maybe they give him half game. I don't know. But they've got control over that situation. I think with the NRL, they're not going to ease somebody back in when they're heading into finals. If he does, it'll be in a couple of weeks, like you said, probably in that bench roll. Put him on the bench. But uh, there's talk that it may be this week, so that'll be interesting uh, on that side of things. And, uh, yeah, like we just said about Parramatta, for them, it's go time. Uh, I thought Guff, as always, was good. Madison had some good moments, but defensive, they were poor. And Brown's back this week. It's in their own hands, really, now. Minimum two with four and against. Other than that, they might need to jag a third, like you said, against one of those teams if they rest. You can only need two more wins. Again, I said minimum, maybe, depending on four and against the results. I think they're going to need at least three. So that's Five games to go. They've put themselves in this spot, so... Yeah, they need at least three. Penrith and the Broncos game, I think, the ones um, from memory. So if they don't get one of them, they're definitely in a hole. But this week is Dragons. Um, DeBellin's looking at a couple of weeks off with a suspension. And, you know, they've sort of been up for a few weeks, but now maybe they might flatten out a little bit. And then they've got Brisbane at the Gabba, Roosters at Combank, and then Penrith before they finish up with the Bly. So they're going to know by the last week whether they're in or out. They might come to Penrith, Blue Bet Stadium, Thursday night, round 26, knowing that they have to win. Yeah. So... Their season, yeah, is firmly in their own hands, but could come down to that last game. Yeah. Yeah, but. it's on their own bat. They're going to win. Mm. Moving on from that one, Newcastle, Canberra. Uh, you can only give Canberra praise. That's four in a row now. And then you look at the Ponga the side of things. Praise. Oh, so. Canberra. Yeah, well. Sticky B. Yeah, you wouldn't be happy with that one. Well, he's filthy. And then I heard Madge on the radio say that they sort of felt they were a little bit flat this week, and they certainly played like that. But... Uh, you know, from the start of the year, and we talked about this the other week, the way they've all come together has just been really, really interesting. Ponga and the halves, again, no idea why. Get him out of the front line. You look at the games he's actually played. It says he's played 14 total. You've got to think he was ruled out of three or four of those. So he's really only played probably 10 or 11 full games of football. They've won nine of them. Yeah. And seven of those, he's actually played a full game in out of that nine or 10 he's played. And since he's been back at fullback, I think they've won six. So a lot of things going in that direction. And then other things fall into place. Talk around your coach, talk around guys' futures, who wants to be there. Best, his trip away and he <laughs> wants to leave. Young's leaving, where's his head at? Like a lot of these guys have just come together yeah. and starting to play good football. Fitzgibbon's playing really, really well on the way out. Fridge just extended, I'm pretty sure, for next year. And then there's an option for both of them for the two years after that. Um, Hastings and Campbell, the unlikely couple, two guys that are super competitive and ultra pests have played really well together. Crossland, I think, is really turned into a decent nine. He's doing a great job. He is. Yeah. So you look at all these sort of things starting to come together for them and their pack doing a good job. The Safidis have slowly got better. I know Daniel uh, wasn't in this one, but Leo Thompson, Elliot, like it's just been a nice build. And then the confidence that the opposite side of the origin thing where you see a guy like Best get that call up when he's just playing okay football and he's been blitzing him since he's got back. As compared to you look at, you know, I think Paulo's been flat since he got dropped or you look at Nico <clears throat> who's borderline an emotional wreck at this point in time since that whole thing and, and the form that we've, like the impact that rep football can have on somebody. Yeah. Like, and then well, even, yeah, even like the Ponga conversation with like a Billy Slater where it's handled in a completely different way to say like, you're not out of the mix but I just think for you 
focus on playing fullback. Like, you'll be back here, but play for your club, get your head right, and just, you know, let's keep talking and just do the right thing by your club. And he's certainly yeah. taken that on board and he's delivered in spades. He had a few dicey moments. He copped the knee, he went for HIA. Chris took him out in the air, but again, some of his catch pass running and the short side plays they come up with when he's just sweeping down there as a fullback. I still have no idea if it was him in his situation and that whole contract thing again, but surely by now, the penny has dropped that he plays fullback. You'd like to think so. Like, if we go into another preseason, it's like, Ponga's going to go into the halves again. I'll just be like, fuck off. Seriously. Like, like we said, all this stuff, it's too early. Like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it. First. I've never liked it. Like, I mean, we said it before. It's what? not even, it's not anything to do with the offensive side of the ball. Hmm. You just don't want him in the front line getting targeted, no. having to make tackles. Yeah, but like, if and you want to, if that whole spot. thing's like, oh, I play here, then I transition. All those other guys transition when their legs slow down a little bit. Like, yeah. when it comes to that point in your career, sure. You've got the ball playing and then work on your D. But why are you young, fresh, vibrant, destructive and dynamic from the back with two lethal feet and can play both sides of the field? Why the hell would you want to jump in the front line? Correct. You do your best work from the back of the field, popping up and just going wherever you want. And you've got a very, very good seven who's doing a lot of the kicking, controlling and just freeing you up to do the things that you should be doing. Absolutely. So just let it be. But they've really seemed to have found a good mix at the moment. And as a group, they're really happy and pulling in the right direction. But I was really impressed, well, especially like some of the short side shapes. That first sort of sweep shape they had there where Hastings was on a lead with Fitzgibbon and Ponga coming to the picture late. They borderline had five on three in a narrow space, but it just got fogging in a couple of guys to have their eyes looking everywhere worried about what was going on. And Fitzgibbon, bang, mm. straight through. Yeah. They had a nice left to right shift shape as well where quick play the ball off a back row, turn under. Straight across the face, got Canberra shuffling and on the back foot sort of just ball watching. They just crashed into a corner. They got good back five, like Gagai back in healthy. It's really ramped things back up. Dom, Marju, you got that awkward couple, tall, short, powerful. They're ticking a lot of boxes right now. Um, and then just like we said in general, when you're a happy football team and everyone's playing well, things Correct. look good. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, here's some noise around O'Brien again while this is going on that they've talked to McGregor. Madge apparently flowing up to see Holbrook and there's a bit coming around it that it has partly to do with the Isaac Moses thing and a bit of drama there again but take all the bullshit out of it and the results and the fact he's got a contract and another payout I'm all looking at what we talked about before since the West group took over and Phil Gardner or whoever is there they've had 43 staff changes in only a couple of years Yeah, maybe for once it's time to just sit on your hands for a year and go look things are trending in the right direction couple of guys here are starting to play well that he's brought in. We've got a couple of guys coming from England that have signed under him. Let's just bite the bullet and see how next year goes. No more payouts, no more bullshit, no more resets. Let this sort of happen and let it be what it'll be because there's a lot of things in motion right now that he was involved with. If you cut it at the knees right now, you're setting yourself back a couple of years again. Yeah, And I'm, that's not saying they get into the finals, but where things are right now, I'd be taking all those positives and saying, Adam, you're our coach next year. Yeah, And then we'll talk about things, you know, Round 12, round 16, whatever, when it comes to it. We'll see how things go. We'll cut all the noise right now. So even if... I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. All this talk, again, involving Moses and other people, and that's just... It's a lot of noise that they don't need. But for right now, they've kept themselves real insulated. Let's see if they can keep that going. But for Canberra, really disappointing what we spoke about. I look like flat. Um think another thing here for a lot of teams rather than just playing that grind mentality with their good forward pack they just attack their edges early yeah they did when you get it like a fog it in a Tomoko they can disconnect and you can isolate them Tootsie's obviously not as good laterally they really went after both edges and had great success yeah um, so 
kudos to Newcastle. And for Canberra, a bit of a reality check, but this week, who have they got? They've got the Tigers, so similar deal for them. It's pretty simple. They're for and against. They can't afford to get caught in that log jam. they just got to keep winning because yeah. their for and against is terrible. So they've got a great opportunity here to bounce back. I think the turnaround in terms of days is pretty good as well. They played Saturday. I think they might be a Sunday. So if they're a little bit flat, uh, as Madge was alluding to today, um, it's Sunday, 4 o'clock in Canberra. That one for them needs to be a slam dunk. Who have they got? Tigers. Yeah, right. Because then they're heading into the storm. They struggled with the Tigers last time. Brisbane. So there's two that are not guaranteed. Dogs, who won't be a guarantee. And the Sharks. So, again, could come down the last round for them at Shark Park. Well, well, but that's yeah. where you don't want to be in. No, you do not. They should be looking at least to get two of their next three and sort of get in a spot where they're like, okay, hopefully we can uh, secure things here. But they've sort of left that in their own hands, unfortunately. But, yeah, I didn't think there was a, a whole lot of positives on the Canberra side of things, but we'll move on from that. Manly Dragons, you got to see this one? Manly Dragons, yeah. Yeah, how'd you find it? Because I was commentating, so I only heard little bits while I was driving back. No, I, I didn't see anything either, like live, because oh, okay. we were down in Shell Harbour. So I um I planned on getting getting to the game and watching it, and uh, I arrived at the stadium well, about fifteen minutes after kickoff, and I could not get a park within one kilometre radius of of the stadium. So I just booted off and and went home. Yeah, look, I thought. All things considered, it's a great win. I hadn't won in Wollongong in 20 years. It's DCE's 300th. Must win Crocus 100th. Yeah, Crocus 100th as well, yeah. Um, and look, just with the amount of possession that they had. Yeah, to win that game. 61% of the ball, 33 minutes to 21 in possession. Like, yeah. I how, must did I, have... how did I see it? I, I felt like Manly really could have run away with it if they wanted to. Mm. And look, there are a few... You know reasons behind why there was such a disparity in the possession, but you know whenever whenever you have sixty percent of possession to the opposition and you win, you're taking those that two points and you're running for the hills. The Dragons had enough footy to win two games of footy, so they can. I know that Kari complained about some stuff in the press conference and rightfully so, because there were a couple of calls that went against the Dragons. But when you really cut it and you you want to make a judgment on that game. They had enough ball to win. Mm. Those calls, you can def- you can often look at the calls and think that the calls are cross you, but when you got 60% possession, that's that's a huge advantage. Mm. Well, I thought, and again, today I've only seen the two calls you were sort of talking about while watching the mini. The no try to Dan Russell I thought was harsh, but it's the old one where they yeah. sent up a no try, but how they can't see from there on the back end, I definitely thought that was a try. That one I thought was Well, that, that's one of them where even when he sends it up as something, like he's guessing. Should just be judged on the footage. Yeah, and on the footage, I would have given that. But uh, yeah. the other side of things was the same call that we spoke about before. Unfortunately, there's not much consistency, but DeBellin's now looking at almost four weeks, I think. so. For the hip drop, I thought it was a clear hip He's drop. I've got no problem with it. He deliberately lost his legs and landed on the back of his on the back of his leg. He's looking for a regrading, if so, to get a fine. But otherwise, So why, why is it four weeks? Is it because he's got prize? Well, like everyone, I think when you have any build-up of offences, subsequent offences, you get loading. I'm pretty sure he got done for one early in the year. Could so be. he's looking at four weeks if he doesn't get it. He was originally looking Might at three. Might have been against the Dolphins. I think he got Sinbin for one. You got Sinbin for dangerous contact, I think. It was like a dive-in, not a hip drop. Ah, oh, okay. It was too. It was one of the ones right. where it's near the knee and yeah. someone was No, like, you're yeah. right. You're right. He got done twice for it. So that yeah. one, 
and others like, you know, all your other subsequent stuff. It's like Val this week. Val got done for a high, but because he's third and subsequent, it come with loading. Yeah. So he's gone from a fine to looking at a month. Yeah. Which is that violent ratchet that we look at where we're like, okay, the fine system in this was supposed to sort of eradicate that, but suddenly it just goes from being a little bit of cash or a game to, all right, you're out for a month. Yeah, well. So, um, yeah. He, it's it's a huge turnaround though. Like to think, all right, if I get it wrong, I'm out for four weeks. My season's over, or I'll pay a fine. And I'll play next week. Don't don't do it. I right, know, but I just look at that sometimes. Like that's. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Huge swing either way. So um, that one I didn't have as big a problem with, but looking at the two calls, more the try, I get it, but it's the same thing as you. Once you hear about that with the possession, the opportunities, I'm like, well, if you got the ball for an extra 12 minutes and that much football, exactly. and you're at home, you should win. And they made enough errors. And we know at times, like I said, the other time, Manly's one of those teams when they've got the ball, very potent, but big forward pack, getting a cycle with them, don't really enjoy defending, can get a bit sloppy in the edges, middles, guys like Kelmar, Schuster, they can get a bit lazy. You can sort of pick it on a bit. We can. But, yeah, they had everything there for it and they couldn't close it out. So, um, some real positives, I still think, again, and what we've said, like knowing that Flanagan's coming, knowing he's working a little bit the background there. Lomax was brilliant again. A mm. um, couple of these guys have sort of reared their heads up a little bit, knowing who's coming in, which is a good yeah, thing for him. Yeah, there'll be conversations going on in the background. I know a few, again, that have also been tapped that are looking for. They've got a buy out of there instantly. There's a few others that have been told they can look elsewhere now. He's still apparently making moves to try and get Edwin Apape back from Lee. Had a bit to do with him when he was involved as a consultant for the PNG side of things. He's only young. Um, so looking at every day, they got Sele this week. Um, so I guess from a Dragons perspective, you just take the positives out of what's going a little bit in the background. Yeah, um, exactly. Mulhausen, I think that's a deserved debut. He's a guy I watched in Cup a little bit and thought he's a good player. He was a good player. He only got 10 minutes. At so. that level, yeah. Don't know if you'll get a couple more opportunities, but I think like a lot of guys that when you just see them for a while, whether you play one games, five games, 50 games, whatever, no one deserves to play NRL, but like there's certain guys you look at at some point and go, I hope they just get that opportunity. Yeah. Something to look at the long term. I'm not saying he turns into a multi-year player, but there are some guys you look for him and go, he deserves in that club or that situation to have played first grade by now. So good on him. But yeah, big for Manly because like Newcastle, they're not streaking by any chance of the mile, but they're in the mix. The Roosters game the other week, this game, the draw, they're sitting there right now. Again, literally only a win out now because the Sharks and the Eels have got the wobbly boot. Yep. So their future's in their own hands. Yeah, exactly right. This weekend's huge. Who They got the Roosters again. Huge. Yeah. Roosters and then roll into Penrith, Warriors, Bulldogs. And I'm not sure who they've got last round. New Zealand and New Zealand will be tough. And they're they're doing a a day for Daniel Anderson, aren't they? I'm pretty sure for that round. I'm not sure. So they've got an outstanding record. I'm not big on hoodoos, but they really do have a good record in New Zealand. But I'm pretty sure I saw somewhere today that they're honouring Daniel Anderson that day. Against so Manly. that's going to be a fucking huge occasion. Yeah. Um, Penrith certainly no walkover. So th- this week, like you said, is a must win because the next two are not going to be kind. Correct. And then again, they're another one who looks at going in at Dogs, Tigers and being possibly 12 in a draw and that would be other teams flailing. Really? 
So I think it's in their own hands. They still might need to jag one of those two games. But their best, their I, worst. I think they're going to have to win one of those two games, yeah. Otherwise, the worst case scenario, again, is that draw <laughs> was the difference yeah. between them playing finals or not. <clears throat> um, but yeah, and what's their foreign against like? I don't know if it's that great, is it? Minus 25. So, yeah, four and against isn't going to help them. They just need to win. Yeah. Straight up. <clears throat> uh, but leaving that one behind, Penrith Canola. This was a straight up strangle job. Uh, I honestly, for as dominant as what they were, I really thought Penrith just did what they needed to do. I didn't think they tried to exceed or go outside the realms. If they really wanted to put a hurt on them, I thought they could have. <clears throat> but Nathan's boot, kicking early, play threes, play fours, two 40-20s, three dropouts. Like, they just strangled Cronulla and basically to me, played with them and were like, do something. Mm. Get out of your own and come up with an opportunity. And like at one point there, I think it was only 15, 20 minutes in, Nico put it like a chip kicking on play three. It was almost like, fuck, we just, we've got to get out of the center of the field. Yeah. And that that right there for me was a bit like we talked about that grand final last year between Eels and Para when that penalty came early and Mitchell Moses chipped on play one. I'm like, they're already just sitting there going, all right, where we're like, we're already in that mode where we can't, we can't stay in the cycle here. We can't go with them. They just fucking grinding us in the dust. <clears throat> no, it was Penrith were just eighty minutes in cruise control of just yeah, yeah. dominant without start off aggressively, bash you out of the game. Yeah, but I, like I said, like you're saying, I thought it was dominant without putting their foot on the accelerator. They, they literally they just have. idled and thought we'll just we're one twenty eight zip. I didn't know at half time, cruise through, but they never really got to a position where they felt like, oh, all right, let's turn this into a fifty or a sixty point absolute just wreck job. Mm. They didn't need to. No, they didn't have to. No. But Nathan was excellent. That kicking game um, was absolutely superb. Yeah, you can see he's just come back with a point to prove. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a couple <laughs> other guys just, Yowie yeah, doing his job. Their back five always does a very good job. But Fish, Sorensen, since he's moved that edge and got his deal, like he's been brilliant this year. Yeah. And then you look like Tago was missing, Len used to out of the mix. Pichu was doing a very good job and got that extension. That, that swing and arm by him was just dumb. Mm. heard some people today going oh that, that'll be big for them I'm like well not really I think they've shown that they can patch things up nicely I think it's a question of whether they go with Jenkins or McLean yeah. at this point in time I prefer Jenkins he's played more football a lot of people are going he's only playing on the wing in grade I'm like yeah but he's, he's a centre by trade yeah. but for me like I haven't seen as much as McLean but a few more years of experience in a couple of games under the belt of Jenkins he, he'd be the one I'd be rolling in absolutely um, that, that'd be the safer option I don't think they'd reach for somebody else to push out into that spot right now but that seems like the option for me. I don't know how far Tago is. They said a leg injury. They didn't really specify. They said a couple of weeks. So Jenkins might have to plug in for a week. Um, yeah, well. <clears throat> but yeah, another one I'll probably eat my hat on a little bit. Not completely, but I think Kenny's actually got better as the years gone on. Which you'd expect playing in a good team. Yeah, he has. I still don't look yeah. at his craft and everything else and go that. But the one thing I certainly didn't think was anywhere near up to scratch was his service. I'm looking at his passer now. He's got to that point where that part minimum is on point. He's putting Nathan onto the ball or putting it into the space where you want the ball to be rather than yeah. in behind, high, like really sort of fucking up the flow or that movement. Like the ball is starting where it needs to start. He's moving onto the football and putting people into space. Yeah. Um, I don't know if his craft ever be there. Body-wise, speed-wise, like deception, eyes, hips, all this sort of stuff that you get out of a Sony or an RP. But service and defense, you tick those two boxes and then you've got that quality around you. You can make up for it. Yep. A bit like early doors the first few years ago before Dill was doing this output and a little bit more passing, we sort of questioned whether they could win a comp with him playing fullback. 
hasn't he proven that wrong? Yeah. That's true. Interested about him. Do you see his ankle? Horrid. That was awful. Yeah. I looked at that and thought, man, that looks like cinders out of this world, but mm. they've reported nothing afterwards, so I'm interested to see if he's uh, looked horrid, man. ready to rumble. But when they replayed it, like just slid and literally went under him. I was like, oh, dear Lord. Yeah. My foot hurt just watching it. Yeah, 100%. But uh, I'm at a point where I sort of feel almost bad for Nico. Like it looked on the field, even when he was talking to him, I could see that many F-bombs in his eyes, and then they went to him in the sheds, and he looked like he was red-eyed. Like he's in a... He's in a real rut after just riding a wave for a few years there. I hope for his sake. He's all right. Uh, yeah, I know. But what, just... he, what he needs is, yeah, it's, he's almost one you just, mate, he needs, a, he needs an, either a week off or an easy kill. Yeah, and that's sort of what I was about to say. They, they got an easy kill, those two and, prior. And when I say a week off, I don't mean a game off. I no, mean, give training. him a week off training and just let him get away. Because and... he's taken everything on his back. Yeah. It's his fault and it's this and I can't, this ball. People have sent a lot of harsh criticism and they're, they're like, mate, if you can't win the middle, you can't get out here and you can't do anything. There's only so much a half can do. Yeah. Like, at this point in time, a lot of it's out of his control, but it just feels like it's been this rolling downhill snowball since the five minutes at center, the bad moment, him sort of bashing himself up about it, getting dropped, pumped by any good sort of team. They had the two easy kills, like I said, the other week, which is sort of why I was talking about why I don't think they're a finals team. They got their two easy kills. Yeah. And as soon as they roll back into the Warriors and a few good teams, they've, they've copped a couple of scores. Yeah. And it's just seeming to really start in a way. I mean, even Fitzy, I must admit, sort of held his nerve, but I've, I've been interested watching his press conferences the last few weeks because I'm like, okay, you know, they, they made a big move to fire Morris and had the wraps on him and he was going to bring the defensive side of things. They've been a really good attacking team for two years, but again, against bottom eight teams, and any time they play a top eight team defensively, they've been an absolute mush. Mm. But he seems to be holding himself... In pretty good stead, considering. Um, but I, I really think the Kennedy injury was a death blow. Yeah. Like, they've lost Wilton. They've lost Dale. they lost a couple of guys. But I think you take Kennedy out for the next two or three weeks when you need to be winning. I, I'm very confident that they're done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't like saying that, but... Mate, yeah. I, was, I was all in on them. So was I. So they, uh, they have not taken a step forward at all. Mm, well, got, I think they did. I think they did early. I, I just think... Yeah, for whatever reason, they've just fallen off a cliff. I think, yeah, injuries and just defensively, they, defensively, it's just they're awful. And that edge, like you said, it was one thing to show. the individual stuff that I was talking about. But when even when you replace the whole edge, I'm like, you've done it at a really bad time. But they're as a whole, they're playing bad. And then you've I changed your whole look at their lineup and go, you know, injuries are really killing you. No, I know they've had them, and I know they've had some important and probably underrated injuries, but. Yeah, in defensively, they're they're just nowhere near it. No, and again against top eight teams, that's nothing. If you can't, I defend. feel like the time where the Cowboys are really in a rut, the Sharks were kicking ass, and it's almost like Jekyll and Hyde. They're flipped. The Cowboys have just absolutely come through, got their defense sorted, and the Sharks have just dipped. Yeah, uh, yeah. There wasn't a lot of positives out of this one for them, unfortunately. Um. I'll assume that Tracy probably remains the one. He's been playing there during the year. Atkinson's played a little bit. Iro is an option to come in and play in the centers if he wants to keep Sifa as a bench impact or a back row. Like they've got a few spots there they've got to make some decisions on. Yeah. Even, have... even their cup side. Like yeah, Newtown, Newtown started the year on fire, top of the table for, <clears throat> or at least running second yeah. most of the year. They're, they're on a bit of a 
Lane Trot as well. It's, we don't yeah. have lineups or anything today, obviously, because the Monday and we're doing this because we're heading off tomorrow morning for the funeral. So yeah, um, we're doing a lot of this, like I said, just off the back of the games and the bits we've got. But I'll be interested to see what he names because I'm sort of sitting there today going, all right, like Wade starting at this point to me just looks too slow. I'd prefer him on the bench. I, I'd honestly look at going back to how it started last year. I'd probably put Siffer in the back row, put Tracy back in the centres and maybe reach for an Atkinson and just try to shore up a few spots. Yeah. Or, or if not, if you go with Tracy there, I'd still push Siffer in and maybe bring Iro in. Yeah. I don't know if that relationship is irreparable. There's an issue there. There's been talk that he's like looking to go where his dad was at Castleford to finish the year off and then come back to an NRL team. Yeah. So I don't know what's happened there, but obviously signing an extension hasn't played any first grade really. Um, so that's only noise, obviously. But when you're hearing links to England and the club his dad played for, that's something's definitely going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, without lineups, don't know. But um, he's keeping his composure and said we've still got a, a, you know a chance in the fight. And we've got games left, and it's on us. So we'll, we'll see how they respond, I guess. Hmm. But it doesn't get any easier this week. They roll into South, and like I said, that that to me I think will be the Melbourne Cup horse just sitting in the back, just doing what it needs to do. So uh, yeah, that's in Perth too. I think this is the double header this week. Yeah. Right. Newcastle, Dolphins, South, Sharkies. Huge. Big week for both clubs. Uh, Dogs, Dolphins, this one, again, only sort of sort of passing. I think, again, coach summed it all up. Bennett saying that there's, there's one thing that you can basically guarantee all year that they're always in the game and they always give the right effort. Um, but a few moments, that no try near the back end. And, you know, when Burton kind of kicked that field goal, I thought, man, there's probably an opportunity to attack them there still in the back end, but it ends up being the difference. Zarko has that kick to win the game. Uh, yeah, do- should have kicked it. Doesn't come off, but I-, I thought they left some points out there. That one was within their control. Definitely. Dogs sort of had their moments, but it felt like multiple times. Forward pass, like Wallace, Wallace throwing one, Marshall King going through. There was an O'Sullivan one. There was multiple opportunities there where I thought, yeah, you, you probably should have won that game. Oh, big time, man. Um, yeah, big time. The, the weird one, sort of for me, he didn't go off, but he sat down hammer. It was one of those weird games where like they, they were always just a try away and yeah. they'd always get the try and, and then, then they'd just, just leak give. another one. Yeah. yeah, It's weird, man. Like same as when they scored that Val one. I thought off the back of that one, that's one of yeah, the big momentum swings where you're like, oh, man, yeah, no. three-man run, crush a few people, score, everyone's just fucking juiced up. Like, here yeah. we go. And then they concede like straight It's that away. horse that everyone's back, like yeah. that with 200 to go. It's home it and gets then it just headed, starts dying. And it just keeps bobbing back and bobbing back and bobbing yeah. back and, and bobbing nose. back. And then, bang, you get done by a nose on the line. And yeah. you just think, fuck you. And similar deal. You've taken me on that ride. <laughs> and the whole time I knew I was going to get beat. There was, there was, but, some, there was yeah. positives, as usual. Um, but, yeah, it's for them, that was probably similar Pretty deal. from the dogs and... Yeah, I, yeah. Well, big big in defensively they were they were better. Yeah, and big ins you know Kickouts first run for a while made an impact. Sexton was good again after being out for a couple of weeks. Uh, they got Preston back in, who this year's probably proved to. I reckon he's been close to the bye of the year. Really, a guy that's a training trial. Yeah, who ends up playing almost every game in the back row and doing the output that he's had. Yeah, people have mentioned Calm Prayer and there's other guys for rookie of the year. I'm like, man, on the end of Fafita. Foreign and Brian Kelly. No offense, scoring those tries is one thing. He hasn't played every game, but like to play back row NRL in a beaten side, you're making close to forty tackles a week, scoring me's cover up like that sort of stuff. I'm probably more appreciative of that. Yeah, um, but yeah, for them, I haven't really had a long hard think about it. But when you're talking, no, I just, up, I just I throw that in my head, like as a coach or as a club person, and go, yeah. well, fucking winger outside that edge. And a back row and a beaten team who's Jeez. been consistently top three. He's fucking patient. I'm, I'm rapping the kid. He was playing just, jersey. 
given it to rematch. He was playing Jersey Flag last year, and now he's starting in the NRL. Yeah. And well, he's fucking playing above, yeah. well above board. That's a bigger achievement to me than a winger scoring some meaties outside Dave. I could score outside Dave. No, you couldn't. Yeah, I could. Not with those knees, mate. Mate. Some of the ones inside 10. Little, di- little dive-overs. Big Manu with a belly hanging out score. front. Just jump in. Sah. But, yeah, they get away with that one. Uh, tough one. Weird week again for them. Lots of signing news. Guys on the outer. A couple of guys demoted. New Brown got the tap, just like Reynolds sort of moved on last week. He moved to Newcastle immediately to let Liam Knight move in. Mm. Um, and then they announced Blake Taff for two years. Uh, what else did they get? Knights for the rest of this year. Next year, Connor Watson supposedly doing a medical and working with him right now. And the weirdest one of all was last year, Tokiaho was basically saying his body was breaking down. He was going to UK. And now there's talk they're bringing him back on 500000 a year for the next two years and he's good to go. Mm. So some strange buying in my opinion, but Taff's a good boy. But it's just another one of these ones where I'm like, well, now you got Sexton, now you got Burton, and they talked about Crichton playing Crichton. fullback. Yeah. Like, how's it all fit? It's like it's all good to bring in good players or guys that have got potential, but how's it all fit? Yeah. So again, uh, a bit like they've done with signing Knight and these guys, they've signed them before they've even had a space for them. They just seem to try to make it all work. But don't think we've heard the end of Fire Mariner and a couple of other guys. Where there's mm-hmm. smoke, there's fire this year. Anytime they've denied anything, something seemed to have happened. So, um, yeah, good uh, good win for them to mm. at least take a bit of a noise away from the whole situation for now. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll be looking for a positive finish to the year. They've got the the buy off the back of that win, okay. so they can stay away from the noise. Hopefully for this week, hmm. uh, and then try and come out the week after and finish things off well. But for the Dolphins, I, I still think massive overachievement for them this year. Yeah. And, you know, in the end, I know we say they didn't get a marquee per se, but they found a marquee in Hammer. They got him in for a couple of years. They've upgraded him immediately. I'd say that's a marquee signing. Oh, yeah, big time. Like, Gilbert was great before he got hurt. The veterans have done exactly what yeah. we thought they would. They'll only be there for another year. Herbie's coming. Flegler's coming. Like, Avarillo, they'll roll more guys in the next 12 months. I think that's the most exciting thing for me is to watch the signings for them this year moving forward. Yeah. People looking at the, the groundwork. I guess my only question is, will they buy into Wolf as much as they bought into Bennett? Because they're basically all that confirm that there's going to be no extension, no changeover. It's still, he's gone after next year. And they want Bennett in a different role to stay there. Yeah. But I just think he just wants to keep coaching. Yeah, I think so too. It's, it's, it's interesting how like he signs these contracts knowing like, that someone's coming in behind him. Someone will drop the ball somewhere and Wayne will be there waiting and Probably. just roll in again. Yeah. As much as like I probably like like a lot of people, mate, five, six years ago, even the South thing, I know, yeah, smart what they've done with Dimitri. I was like, this might be it. Then you look what he's done here. I'm like, there'll be a train wreck somewhere. They'll offer him some shitty office job or something, even though it's good paying and plenty of involvement, but he, he's just got the itch. He can't not coach. Hmm. Like, he'll end up somewhere. Imagine hit. if Bellamy retired and Wayne Bennett took over. Yeah, yeah can I come there for two years? <laughs> be Imagine like, what? No. Mm. That would be mental. Para. Oh. Like, somewhere like Para. That's what I mean. Like, just, just picture in your head right now, because that was a question this week. People going, ah, for that extension. I'm like, would not surprise me at all from exactly what you've just said. 12 months down the track, Dylan Brown, Moses, Gufson, sort of the core of that team. Bring a couple of Wayne's boys like he likes to do, a couple of scrappers. Rolls in. Both squad goes, tournament. Give me a two-year deal. Take fucking Siowie and a couple of my old blokes that I coach as my assistants. Roll into a club. Try to win a comp. Move on again. Like, he's just... I just think he's going to coach until he literally fucking has a hardy in the box. Maybe. He'll go into the coach's box. 
I reckon. One day I'll be sitting there, they'll I'd be like, Wayne. Go, I'd happily go on Wayne, the It's half time, Wayne, though. He's having a snooze. He'll be like, oh, wait. No, he's, mm. he's flat line. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. That's how much I think Wayne's going to keep coaching. Yeah. I'll get to the point where he's got a full time care there, wheeling him up. Just going, all right. Probably. But God bless him. He's He's been good. It's been a good year for the Dolphins. Fins up. All right. Last one, Titans Cowboys, and this pretty much just sums up the bipolar nature of me of the Titans. That effort against the Broncos, we were like, you know, when they put their mind to it, like we said before, they sort out the defense. They're going to do the best of the attack with anybody, especially the left hand side. Then they roll into the Roosters, get absolutely shellacked, and you're sitting there going, what the hell happened there? 30 and a half time. Take Tino out, oh, they've got no go. Then this week, they turn up again, and we're like, we're going to scramble, chase every offload, shut them down. They gave away one line break. Five force dropouts, couple of 40-20s and just absolutely did a strangle job. And you look again and go, well, what the fuck? A couple of weeks ago. Where's it been? This, and then you've just shut off for a week and cop 30 or 40 against one of the worst teams in the cult. And then this week, you're just trying to derail the Cowboys season. Like, mm. It's like the Titans need it to be an occasion to play. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Broncos, Some big teams occasion. need an occasion. You know, Broncos, big occasion. Roosters, eh, we're bored this week. Cowboys this week, Queensland Derby could derail their finals campaign. We're right up for that. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So, on that side of things, Derby, maybe? I'm not sure. But it sort of felt this was more the Cowboys from the start of the year. A bit more frantic in attack, forcing passes, not as patient, not willing to get sort of into that grind. Not as good defensively. Like, they, they really let some heavy meters go out of yardage. Philip Sami and a couple of these boys had an absolute field day. Mm. Um, you know, and then they, you lost Brimson. You lost Jojo Jafita early. Campbell comes in, did a really good job, even though he got KO'd. Then that left-hand side is always like Kelly, Fafita, Foran. Like I said, if you can't prayer, that's your dream to stand outside that edge. Absolutely. His job's so easy. I'm not saying he doesn't have quality when Catch he gets, gets the okay. burners, but man, um, they've got really good value too, I think, out of Randall. He's quite surprised me whether they use him as a nine or a 13, just how much work he gets through. Well, that's right. But Cowboys, missed opportunity, benefit for them is everyone around them shat the bed. So it didn't really affect them this week. No. It's certainly one that you looked at and you thought they're not going to drop that one. Mm. Problem That's why the draw can be a little bit deceiving. Problem for them is they're one of the teams that doesn't have the game in hand. Yeah. So while they're on 11, they they still need minimum two and for and against or whatnot, but that's not really the spot you want to be in. Probably would have rather win that one coming into Brisbane knowing you've got the buy after, but now they sort of need to front up this week. Otherwise, they've got three left, one of which is Penrith, which is what we talked about last week, one where you've got to look at it and go, we either need to win or hope they rest, or hopefully we can rest. They might not be able to. So that'll, that, that'll play out. This result, plus the Brisbane result, if they go loss-loss, they probably have to go, all right, we need to win last two and maybe the Penrith game and hope they rest. Well, that's right. But yeah. I don't know. Val, um, we talked last week, I thought, little hard done by this time, just poor. Like, the dip was there, but like you sort of said, instead of dipping his back and going forward, he sort of dipped and went straight back up. Yeah, his, t- his shoulder drive and his shoulder target. Yeah, it was, his shoulder direction was going up northwards, yeah, not not to the through chest. the player. Yeah, so he just got that one wrong. And again, that third subsequent, like I talked about, when they get it, they hit you for six. He had plenty of time to lower his body position. So last week's into this week's, it didn't pay, but third and subsequent, bang, straight into three weeks. Yeah, and if he challenges it, he gets four. Yeah, so he's basically in a spot where you know you're not going there and winning. You basically just basically have to not, cop no. it and That's go. Exactly All right. right. Yep. Missing the Brisbane Take game. Three. Next two, he's not back until they play Penner for last round. Oh, yeah. So, mm, that um, into the loss of Nenai. Um, 
sort of just not shaky ground, but yeah, just a little bit of an awkward spot. Mm. That's all. Um, and to wrap us up before you run into those well, preview of round 23 um, without the team list, but we'll go through the odds with bluebet.com.au. Some signing news, and there's been plenty this week. Mentioned that the dog's super busy. Taft two years, Knight this year, next year, Watson possibly, and then Tokyo is apparently on the radar. Your mob, Titans 2026, Kelly extended, semi added two more years on top of his deal. He goes to 2026 now as well. Peachy, one year extension. Dane Laurie coming back on a year. Martin, after starting a bit of a stalemate, they've now come to a three year deal with Liam Martin at Penrith. And Mav got upgraded for a two year deal. Yeah, I saw that. So he's got himself locked in. Frizz, three-year deal, but one year and two years of mutual options. So after next year, the Knights and him have to agree for 25 and 26. So a little bit of motivation there, I guess, mm. to play well. Um, and they got New Brown immediately for the rest of the year. And then for South, two big four-year extensions. Totola with Sello going out the door. He just signed a four-year extension until 2028. That's big. Campbell Graham did four years only the week before. Valea, Viliami Valea from the Warriors to Cows, I think's a great boy for Hicker going out the door. Yeah, correct. 20 year old gun man. with plenty of upside. And sure, on the side of that, we said that they were going to have to make a decision. They did. Pompey was off contract. He's now got a two extension. They've let Valea go. So yeah. Pompey's only mid 20s. He's a good player. He's had a really good year. Um, they've got other options there, but Valea's probably one of those guys where the ceiling's there. The clubs are going to be looking at him. If you're not going to play him right now, that was always going to be the case. Exactly. I don't think it's a matter of him wanting to bet the Warriors. I think he knows he's good enough to be playing right now somewhere else. So, yeah, um, works out well for both. And the last one was the Dragons. Sello was confirmed. Um, talk around Edwin and Pape is still there. The Hunt situation is ongoing. And then yeah, Mulhausen's debuted. They got rid of Mbai. Tap Musgrove. Tap Jaden Hunt. Tap Jaden Sullivan. So plenty going up the Dragons. Huh. And some. Mm. But let's jump in, do this tips and preview with zero lineup. So we'll just be having a punt. Thanks to bluebet.com.au. If you're going to have a bet with anyone, make sure you do it with the true blue bookie. And the first game is the Roosters up against Manly, that critical game, like we said in particular. More so for Manly. Um, on the Roosters side of things, Egan got KO'd last week. Jared only got fined. If there's anyone else back, I'm not 100% sure. Manly side of things... No one was up for suspension from memory or injured on the I weekend. Don't know, I don't know. So if they pull through, um, big game. But I just think I have to tip them purely off the fact that they've got more to play for. Me too. So again, yeah, with no lineup, that's that's my motivation there. But the odds at present with bluebet.com.au, the Roosters are a dollar sixty-two favourite, mainly a two dollar thirty outsiders, minus three and a half. Hmm. So that one. Sort of surprises me. Then I get suspended for Manly. I don't get injured. Don't think so. Looking yeah. at this, I can't see any. Tui Palotu, sorry, he got injured. Oh, he's CT did you? So he's out. So they'll have to roll someone in for him. Other than that, Ben might return this week, but they'll need a wing replacement minimum. Mm. Uh, but for the Roosters, yeah. Egan with that head knock, he won't be able to play with that turnaround, and I don't expect anyone else to return. So, I'd still stick with Manly. From what yeah, I'll go Manly. They need to win. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, second one, Titans-Warriors on the Gold Coast. The Warriors have got a fantastic record against the Gold Coast for some reason. Um, freshened up off a week off. It is 
I guess an occasion again for them to try and wreck a season, but I think off the back of a big effort last week, I'd expect a flat week here for the, the Titans. The Warriors will destroy them. So I'm much like you. I think the Warriors will roll in off that rest. Um, this will be their last trip in three weeks. Yeah. So I think they will get there early. Um, they'll really ramp up for this one, and they'll want to go home and get on a streak while they're in New Zealand. Yeah. So I expect a big week, and the odds reflect it with bluebet.com.au, thirty-eight favorite, the Titans 305, minus 9.5. Is the line there? And then a Friday night belter. We'll be back um, in Penrith and from the funeral for this one. Funnily enough, this was the same game last year after the funeral. Yeah, it was. Panthers storm. Penrith um, coming into this one. I'm assuming no Tago again. So I think the only change will be Jenkins most likely playing that center spot. Yeah, Other than that, you think same team. I don't know about Lenu, but again, they've got the guys to replace. Uh, For Melbourne, I didn't look to see how Olin played or if he did play a cut, but I, I think... Craig is very solid when things happen like this, so I think he'll stick with the same team. Yeah. Same centres and wouldn't expect much change there. Um, Penrith at Penrith, I'd just have to tip Penrith. Yeah, but I'm hoping to see something here from Melbourne to give us an inkling that they can at least be a threat come finals time, but I I have no idea. So We're both on the Panthers and bluebet.com.au agree at Bluebet Stadium that they will win. $1.35, they are the Storm 320, minus 9.5 the line in that one. Cowboys, Broncos, Queensland, Derby. Can they bounce back? It's in North Queensland. They started well early in the year all that way back and then fell flat on their face. Last week wasn't great. Val's going to be missing um, for Brisbane. Not sure if Oates, Pierre, Kura, Riki or any of these guys are back in without lineups, but I'll, I'll lean slightly towards Brisbane, but I, I don't know. I just sort of got a feeling that maybe the Cowboys this week might turn up knowing they've got the buy and just push their chips all in. Hmm. 100%. Um, so I'm going to go the Broncos, but I'm not confident. Yeah, me too. But yeah, this one wouldn't surprise me if the Cowboys got up. And the odds reflect that with bluebet.com.au. Broncos favourites $1.67. The Cowboys $2.20 minus 3.5 the line. So they expect that one to be close. And then the first of the double header in Perth, it's the Dolphins up against the Knights. I uh, just think for Newcastle, riding that wave at the moment, um, healthy, playing good football and Redcliffe off the back of well, Dolphins, where Redcliffe off the back of that loss, which probably ends their season or any mathematical hope. Um, I think they'll be there for it, but yeah, Hammer sort of got hurt early and didn't look 100%. Just think Newcastle are playing at a different sort of pace and speed at the moment. Might be able to do similar to what they did to Canberra on the edges and go after the halves and Val Tawara and these sort of guys. Yeah. So I like the Knights in this one. Gonna make him double up, triple up. Mm. And Hammer Sullivan, Hammer Milford, whoever they've got there. Even Katal last week, a lot of people are like, why would they rest him? I'm like, man, it's a big ask for a kid to come into that team year one. Huge. Play halfback for 20 weeks. Um, it's probably not a bad thing to taper things off. He'll have a big preseason and be ready to go again, but you're on Newcastle as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yep. and they're a thirty-five favorite with yep. bluebet.com.au. The Dolphins, 320, minus 9.5 again. Common number this week. And then South into Sharks, expecting again that there won't be much missing uh, for them. Kalama Tungi had two charges for shoulder charge, two $1,500 fines, so he's pretty lucky uh, in that regard. But injury-wise, I think they came out of their game um, without any issue from memory. So basically everyone on deck for them. For the Sharks, complete opposite. We know that Wilton's gone. Kennedy, we don't have a time period, but I doubt he'll be playing. Militaro was a laid out with a jaw injury and the head knock, if that's technically HIA, he might be missing. Dale gone, Wade played last week, but they might need some leg speed. I think this is just all there again for South. 
Agree. South City. The travel is hard, uh, but they just need to keep winning. And bluebet.com.au agrees. They're $1.35 at $3.50. Arcanal, 11.5 is the line in that one. And the wrap-up on the Sunday for Parramatta. Huge game. Must win. Up against the Dragons. Dylan Brown back in the mix here. Um, just plain and simple. Parra. Yep. He'll make a big difference. He'll tighten up that edge defensively. We know that. Bring another a bow to their attack. And, you know, the Dragons have sort of been out the last few weeks, but we'll be disappointed with the way last week went. And if the Eels are serious, it's just a must win. Plain and simple. So both on the Eels. And they're a dollar twenty-four favorite with bluebet.com.au. $4 are the Dragons. Minus 13 and a half is the line there. Um, and that left-hand side for them defensively, the right-hand side of Para, everyone's just absolutely poured through there. I think if Moses has one of those nights where he wants to run, Penasini gets some good early ball, um, and they just, you know, get there plenty and win the middle of the field first and sort of double up with him and, and Brown sweeping around and Guth around. I think they'll get plenty of love down that edge. So that's just been an absolute sieve uh, for most teams. And the last game, big for Canberra at home, 4 o'clock Sunday afternoon in Canberra. No excuses up against the West's Tigers. A similar deal. They're just sort of punching away at this point in time and trying to find any sort of positive. Um, the only player missing for them at this point in time is Corey off his health issue. So, lineup wise certainly no excuses for them. Well, yeah. Um, and the Tigers, we know, like, I think Dane hurt his knee last week, so they might have a new half. Sean, HIA, so he'll be missing as well. Other than that, it's just Dewey, but um, this is one of those ones where you look at camera and go, you're four and against this absolute shite. It's a must win. Um, just plain and simple, get the job done. So, you're on the Raiders as well. Yep. And it reflects with bluebet.com.au again. $1.26 favorite, 385 the West Tigers, minus 12.5. And, and this is probably some of the biggest lines we've sort of seen from a starting point of view. Absolutely. Most are up at that nine Huge. plus sort of mark. There's only two games there where it's four or less, which is the derby between the Cowboys and the Broncos and the Manly. Roosters game, which again is for one team to stay alive, the other one's pretty much out of the mix. So, hmm. pretty confident this week uh, in a lot of those odds being reflected in the futures markets. No surprise, I think, to see that Penrith still the clear favourite and even shorter. 240. The big difference now is that Brisbane sort of hopped onto their own line. They're 425 at the next for Bluebet. South 750, Storm 8, and then you've got 11 New Zealand, 13 for North Queensland hopping back. And then after that, six, huge. 41 now for Para and the Sharks all the way out to 67. So I, I honestly think, yeah, that, that six is obviously your group, but it'd be very hard to go past Penner at this point in time. Oh, yeah. South would probably be my value pick out of any of those if you think they could get onto a run at 750. Um, I'd like to think the Warriors or the Cowboys could pop their head up, and I'm very hopeful as a Storm fan, but not really. Um, but, yeah, if, if you said to me pick one of the outsiders there, I'd probably look at South. Um, and other than that, a bit of acknowledgement to women in league round. Again, apologies last week. It was just a bit of a <clears throat> run through um, to get the podcast going after what had unfortunately happened. And similar this week, we're doing it early. But, um, you know, a big shout out to all the fantastic women out there in all the different levels of rugby league, whether it be coaching, administrator, refereeing, clubs, boards, mothers that just help out. Um, there's so many fantastic women in rugby league and role models that have helped along the way. And obviously we see the growth on that side of the game now as well with the NRLW. 
Yeah. Um, they had another great weekend. Tigers, a lot of people, Tigers fans joking that they've already almost won as many games as the men's team. Mm. Well, they spent more time at number one than mm. the men's team has. We've seen the Roosters who it's are... not even... Yeah, it's a bit of a rubbish comparison, to be honest. Mm, no, nah, it's just a joke for all them, I guess. But yeah, the Raiders come up with a great upset and Bortho got his first win. The Huge Roosters upset. were the, the team that everyone was talking about and the Raiders pipped them down there. Brisbane, 0-2. Golden point game with the Titans was a good one. Um, so it was a, a good second week. Sharkies as well. Started off really well last week. Got rolled. So, you know, Broncos, Eels, who are two of the better teams, uh, no zero, zero from uh, no wins at the Interesting. moment. Interesting, yeah. So started off, uh, you know, with a bit of a bang, the NRLW. And like we said, if they invest the time in it and do things right, hopefully in a couple of years' time, it's up on par with as many teams, got its own TV deal and standing on its own sort of two legs and we just have wall-to-wall football, men's and women's. Hmm. That'd be fantastic. Will be, yeah. But yeah, big shout out again, like I said. There was nothing intense on that last week. Just sort of what the circumstances this week, knocking out what we can uh, in the circumstances before we take off tomorrow. But women in league, there's plenty of uh, absolute champions in that. And then just the basic thing for everybody is, you know, like their mums, their nans, girlfriends who come support all the people, just the base grassroots level of things. Big thank you hmm. um, to all the great women out there in football. So that wraps us up. Uh, off to Mudgee tomorrow. Yeah. To uh, say farewell to Pop, but been another big weekend around football, commentating, huge. coaching, birthday for the young one. Um, and no doubt an emotional week ahead, but looking forward to uh, coming back from that one and hopefully watching the Storm put in a decent effort against the Panthers. And if not, I'll just drink 100 beers to drown my sorrows anyway. So. Sounds good, mate. There you go. Big thanks to bluebet.com.au for supporting us and our charity account. If you can have a bet with anyone, do it with Bluebet. Thank you to Jake and the crew at Penrith Solar. There's no one better. Let them help you with quality solar solutions with you, your family, and your back pocket. And Toby and the team there, if you're looking for a car, meep, meep, no one better than Sinclair, Hyundai, Penrith. Tell him that we sent you the other two fat-headed brothers and he'll take care of you. Other than that, uh, last words, what, who you got this week? You got the Roosters, don't you? Roosters on Sunday at Winnie Park, dog yeah, track. Another good win, still what in the absolute, mix. What about they've made that field unplayable? Why? Two weeks ago. They moved their game against Parramatta to St Mary's. So, so how are you going back there? They've spent two weeks fixing no it. No idea. Good luck with that. The joint's an absolute tip. At least that's what it looks like. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, let's face it. How, how they're playing their feeder club at Wentworth Park is beyond me. Mate, the last time I'd been there, and the only time I'd been there, it was like for a trial run. We played like a random game there, like in 06, and even then it was bad. Mm. So I don't know what it looks like now, but it certainly wasn't of high quality that day for a rep game. Horrid. So, well, it's not a rep game, it's a reserve rep Yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. This is for a junior rep game, and I'm looking at that level going, there's no way I'd let them play on that field. I'd rather play at St. Mary's or plenty of places any day of the week. That's the thing, yeah. So... Are uh, you guys still the same equation? Just keep winning? Just keep winning. You're in the mix. Need to win this week. So still alive, which is a positive. Yeah. I had another cracker on the weekend. Guildford uh, loaded with a lot of parakids. Winnie again. Stacked with parakids. Come down to the wire. Log jam from third to seventh is still there. There's a couple of teams that are going to miss out that are certainly of good quality. But there you go. always good when you're looking at a comp saying there's six or seven teams that could win it, but only five can play finals. So yeah. uh, Another belter this weekend. Got... Guildford again up against the Green Acre Tigers. We've got a couple of very good players from the dog setup, one that played in the grand final. So if you're interested in that, I've been posting them up the last few weeks. Just didn't want to keep flooding the feed, but it 
the NRL's on at the same time. If you're looking for something different or even if you watch it later, it's there if you're just looking for some footy. Plenty mm. of good future uh, stars a there. Little back peak, mate. Yeah, if you're a Doggies or an Eels fan, but um, other than that, again, getting closer to midnight and we're off tomorrow, so let's wrap her up. Yeah. I'm rat shit. <clears throat> Everybody out there, uh, thanks for your support and some kind words uh, from last week and this week again. Things will be sort of back to normal next week. I know there's some points that people message about that we probably haven't addressed, but that's just the circumstances, unfortunately, this week. But we'll be back on board next Tuesday. Uh, hopefully everyone's doing well, staying safe. And for now, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.